Welcome to the SUP Podcast with your hosts, Louis and Moitzer. Every week, we ask each other what's up with our businesses. What are we struggling with? What's going well? And what interesting things from the world of bootstrapping do we have on our minds today? Follow along, and if you like what you hear, support us by leaving a rating or review in the podcast app of your choice. On with the show. Hey, Moitzer, how's it going? I'm doing very well today. What about you? I have been worse. I've been worse. It's uh, a very busy week for me this week. My co-founder at Sparkloop is taking his first week's holiday in a, a long, long time. So mm. yeah, I'm trying to to give him his space and it coincides with us onboarding a lot of new customers from our new ConvertKit deal that we closed uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I am spending like eight hours a day on phone calls at the moment and also somehow trying to do all of the other work that, that I was planning on, on getting done. So a fun yeah. time, a fun week. So yeah. didn't you last time talk about, I'm not sure if we recorded it or not, but you talked a little bit about vacation and not having a vacation for a long time. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I definitely want a vacation. You know, it's, it's difficult for me right now knowing when to do it. My, my sister's having a baby in a couple of weeks, so I don't want to be away for that or I don't want to be quarantined oh. for that. Right. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of sticking around being a, a loner for a while until that's yeah. over. And then, yeah, my one of my best friends is is having a like a destination wedding in in Scotland in early December. So I'll probably take off some time around then. I think just to to make a week of it. Yeah, exciting times for you. Yeah, how, <laughs> and how's your for week you been? and your friends and family? And <laughs> yeah, exactly. How, how's your week been? I've been busy as well. Um, just kind of trying to, I, I onboarded a new client and closed a new client actually. So that's been really fun and exciting. And we formally start our collaboration on Friday slash Monday. So that's been really good. However, that presented a little bit of more workload to me than usual. So I'm trying to kind of balance that client work a little bit with project work as well, because um, I'm trying to relaunch my video course uh, in like the end of October, uh, beginning of November. So yeah, a hectic quick week, week here as well. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You're going to have to explain to me at some point how you do those, those client onboardings. That's something when I'm doing consulting that I am, I'm terrible at. Uh, Absolutely. Really, really good at the sales part, but <laughs> the onboarding things start to, to slip out. So I, I'd love to hear at some point how you, how you get all yeah. that. Yeah. I've been kind of the same previously, just like like you said, really good at the sales part, but then the onboarding, not so much. And then I figured out, you know what? Onboarding is like, it's quite a thing. So if you do a really good onboarding and if the client feels good, then the collaboration is just going to be much better to begin with. Yeah, I'm sure. I think also part of my problem was just the work that I do isn't very urgent and it's also not the most you know i don't have a hundred thousand dollar a month budget or anything it's 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 not cheap but it's you know it's it doesn't hurt the company if they kind of don't take it seriously or if they leave it for a week that's fine so i'm kind of struggling against their own their own Mm -hmm. momentum as well yeah we should definitely talk about this in one of the next episodes yeah that would be really cool and you said last week that you were starting to hire i think you were making two hires is that right and yes how's that going 
Oh, it's kind of, it's been delayed. And that's just because I'm waiting for my lawyer to prepare a really solid contract. So we're now just kind of going back and forth. There are some things that you really don't think about <laughs> when, when you start thinking about delegating some of your work and then just things come up out of nowhere. And my lawyer, yeah, said like, what about, let's say the creatives and then what happens, like who owns the creatives when they develop it. And we have to put that, all of that in contract. And you really, like when you're doing it, when you're doing everything by yourself, you're really not thinking about that. But now with, you know, hiring some contractors, you're like, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of things that I haven't really thought about, but I definitely need to put in writing. So I just actually emailed my lawyer a few minutes, uh, a few minutes before we jumped on this call. So right now I'm just waiting get to get the contract. And hopefully at the beginning of October, uh, we will finalize the deal and sign the contract and start working together. Nice. That's, that's, that's with two people. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So it's actually uh, one smaller, tiny agency, but we're taking on two people. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Exciting times. Exciting times. Yeah. And you actually talked about your ConvertKit deal last time. And now today we want to dive into that a little bit deeper. Yeah. You know, it's our second episode. So I thought this is about the right time to make everything all about me and just set the, <laughs> set the tone for future episodes, right? So people get used Agreed. to this. It's it's all yeah, me. Yeah, uh, all yeah, the way. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought it would be interesting to talk about because it's, you know, it's something that I'm sure a lot of people will uh, consider at some point if they're starting their own business, especially if it's a, a software business. You know, it's, they invested in us, but also we closed basically a, a partnership deal, like a, a sales deal, which was quite a big, complicated deal to close. It took a long time. And a lot of people on Twitter and just when we announced the news uh, kind of reached out to me and said, hey, how did you do this? Or what's the story behind that and stuff like that? And I thought, well, that seems like the kind of thing that would be more fun to talk about on a podcast rather than separately in like 50 different DMs mm -hmm. in different places. So yeah, that's that's why we're here, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. So I would, I would love to hear more about this deal. What was actually the deal and how, how did you get to this point? Actually, I'm, I'm guessing that you didn't plan for it when you started Sparkloop. Yeah, no, we didn't at all. So basically we started Sparkloop properly almost a year ago today. And obviously for people who don't know what Sparkloop does, maybe it's, it's basically a referral tool for newsletters. So to use our tool, you have to use an email tool like ConvertKit or MailChimp or ActiveCampaign or any of those. And we integrate really tightly with them. So we always knew kind of, you know, ConvertKit and other people were on our radar. I'd been a, a ConvertKit customer for quite a long time. And it was always kind of on our, on our minds that at some point, really, we should do some kind of partnership thing with them or with some of these ESPs just to, you know, to get in front of more customers because it was a, a good fit. But we, we didn't think that would happen until much later. And then I think it all started one day, I think it was in December, when basically Nathan, who's the, the CEO of ConvertKit and the founder of ConvertKit, kind of reached out to me out of the blue and just said, hey, I've heard you're building this thing. It seems to be going pretty well. Would you be interested in partnering up in some way or maybe us acquiring it? And yeah, we, we kind of took it from there. And when was that? So when did Nathan reach out to you for the first time? 
Yeah, so I think it was December. It was probably November oh. or December. And we, to be honest, we talked about it very briefly and they talked about, you know, would we be interested in, in building uh, Sparkly into ConvertKit natively at that time? Uh, they'd been thinking of obviously about doing something similar. And I think as is very often the case, they'd kind of maybe mm-hmm. slightly underestimated the amount of, of work that it would be to to build this. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you end up very quickly with a lot of different confusing screens inside of an app. And uh, I mean, ConvertKit has a lot of stuff going on in there already. So we, we walked them through it and we said, you know, we still haven't quite got everything figured out. Uh, we're still working on that. But, you know, we'd, we'd like to talk more. And things kind of went uh, went silent for a while. We were busy with with sales. I'm sure they had mm-hmm. a lot of other stuff on their mind as well. It was, you know, Christmas, New Year's, people holiday, stuff like that. Uh, and we picked it back up in, I think, January or February and just said, hey, you know, if this is still interesting, we'd, we'd love to do some kind of partnership thing. Maybe you'd be interested in, in investing for the long term. And, you know, it doesn't really make sense for us to build this into to ConvertKit right now because obviously we, we still haven't quite worked out everything about it and it is very complicated. But, you know, if you'd like to, to partner up with us, we can kind of, you know, work together on this and uh, see if there's some way to work much more closely together in the future. Mm-hmm. So if I understand that correctly, it started somewhat as an investment, but you all had in mind that maybe this will kind of transition into something else in the future. Yeah, I think it started mainly as, uh, I think, I don't mean to say they underestimated it, but they thought that the features that you would need to build this into ConvertKit natively would be, uh, you know, very limited and that it would be just a case of, you know, us basically spending a couple of days and building this in and there'd be maybe one little tab in ConvertKit with a couple of settings that people could flick on and off. So they thought, you know, this is the kind of thing probably that they could just, you know, pay us to, to come and and do we we figured out how to do it already we were using the same technology so they could just basically uh, kind of acquire us or or pay us to do that and uh, when we showed them actually how how complicated it is and how much is going on behind this underneath the surface uh, i think we all kind of realized yeah uh, it's going to mm-hmm. be a while until or maybe if ever that we can can integrate this natively into into convert kit or into any esp so maybe we should should find some other way to work together and we were obviously very keen because we, we like the ConvertKit team and, you know, they, they are the, the brand or they're positioned as, as kind of, you know, most closely aligned with, with what we go for, which is uh, helping creators to, you know, to create great content and, and build kind of profitable, profitable businesses on top of that. So, yeah, we, we asked if they'd be interested in investing and uh, if they'd be interested in, you know, doing a partnership where they could give it to some of their customers, mainly the larger ones for free. And we, we worked something out and, now we're, we're here. So considering that we're talking about acquisition and investment and et cetera, can we talk numbers at all? Or is that undisclosed and you can't share that, <laughs> that information? Yeah, I, I don't actually know if I can talk about the numbers, so I'm not going to talk about them <laughs> you directly. Didn't, you didn't ask if you can talk about the numbers? <laughs> what kind of a Twitter influencer are you? <laughs> exactly, yes. I, I don't know. So it's the numbers are kind of up in the air as well because the, the deal we originally agreed on, they it was for basically for everyone who has their their upgrade, their Creator Pro package to be able to use mm-hmm. Sparkloop for free. And they would basically pay us, you know, the more people using 
mm-hmm. Spark Loop, the more they would pay us basically in, in addition mm-hmm. to the investment. And the investment was, I would say, it was a, it was less, definitely less than we could have received from other people. So we've had quite a few people who've been interested in investing. And I think we could have, you know, for, you know, we gave away a small but but significant chunk of, of equity. So, you know, still a, a minority, but but more than 10%. And we could definitely have, you know, taken a lot more money for that. But then we wouldn't have had, you know, that it wouldn't have been necessarily smart money that was right for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there were some mm-hmm. really cool people, but they, were, they weren't people who could give us access to 20,000 customers mm-hmm. or whatever it is that ConvertKit has. So mm-hmm. yeah, there was just, it just made sense to, to work with them mm-hmm. long term. In terms of what was the other part, the, the partnership deal? Yes. Yeah, so it's actually changing a bit just because they changed the terms of the Creator Pro deal. So it used to be that the package was $199 a month as an add-on which is pretty pricey and basically meant mm-hmm. only their, their largest customers could use it. And now, so they weren't expecting basically to, to pay us for, for very many customers. And now they've, they've changed the Creator Pro package so that it is basically on a sliding scale so that in some cases it only costs $20 extra a month instead of 200. So obviously there's a lot more demand than we expected for Sparkloop. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to revisit, you know, how much we, we charge for each of those customers because obviously, you know, a, a convert creator with maybe a thousand subscribers isn't going to, to get the same amount of value out of Sparkloop as, I don't know, uh, you know, one of their larger customers with, with a million subscribers. Yeah. yeah. So I know, I know this is like quite fresh for you, but how do you feel about this partnership right now? It, like how does the collaboration with them feel like at the moment? I, I mean, I, I'm quite nervous. So I think it's going well. The team that they have are great. They're really helpful. The whole investment and, and you know deal process was amazing. And I say that as a founder who's taken investment multiple times before, this mm-hmm. was pretty much the best experience you could hope for as a founder. And I, I genuinely mean that. They made everything ridiculously easy. Uh, they came to us with terms that their lawyers had created, which were way too fair to us that no one other investor really would have done. And they just oh. made everything super easy. So I can, you know, in, in that sense, I can definitely recommend it. Obviously, with a lot of their customers now coming on, we have to figure out a lot of stuff behind the scenes and make that work. And, you know, there's only two of us working at Sparkloop. So that's uh, <laughs> a, a lot of stuff to do. But yeah, I, I'm pretty, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with, with how everything's turned out so far and slightly nervous looking at what, what else we have to do in the future. But uh, yeah, happy, happy nervous, I'd say. Yeah. So, so talking about the future, what I like, what I gather that's kind of next on your plate is maybe revis- revisiting the infrastructure a little bit, considering that there's an influx of new people using Sparkloop. Like you said, you have to uh, deal with a couple of things behind the scenes. So, what's kind of the long-term vision for Sparkloop and ConvertKit? Yeah, good question. So, I mean, right off the bat, I'm doing, you know, like eight hours of onboarding calls per day at the moment. Uh, just, yeah, just because, you know, at the beginning, we thought that the creator, the original plan was that the Creator Pro customers would be very large customers who need a lot of handholding, a lot of help, and that there wouldn't mm-hmm. be very many of them, right? So perfect people to onboard manually. Uh, as it turns out, you know, for every one customer we expected to onboard, 
there are about 10 and most of them are smaller and most of them don't really want to get on a half an hour call to be to be perfectly honest and they you know they don't really need it for the, the size of their their audience so first things first we need to work out some way to let them self-serve on board which is is going to be fun over the next couple of days if, you know especially because the time that we would invest into doing that is actually time that I'm now spending on <laughs> onboarding calls. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a, a vicious circle. Um, looking forward to the future, I think, you know, we definitely do want to integrate more closely with, with ConvertKit where possible. So we, we still, you know, there's the, one of the conditions for the deal for us was that we would be able to carry on serving other ESPs as well. So MailChimp, ActiveCampaign and, and people like that, right? That mm-hmm. it, we wouldn't just be serving ConvertKit. And that obviously makes sense for ConvertKit as an investor as well, because if we are the, if we continue to be, you know, the most popular and, and the best tool for this, then, you know, they make quite a lot of money yeah. as being an investor as well. So it's, it's worth it for them. But we are excited to be able to do some, some, some unique stuff with ConvertKit that because we have that connection with them uh, that we'll be able to do that we wouldn't be able to do with MailChimp and stuff, for example. So I think we're going to be working on that for the next couple of months. And then, uh, Maybe at some point we can integrate even more closely with ConvertKit. Uh, that's definitely an option where maybe it's some kind of white labeling thing. But uh, like I say, at the moment, it's really just uh, kind of playing it <laughs> kind of day by day and, and seeing what happens. And, uh, you know, what I, I guess the nice thing with ConvertKit is we know that we're always 100% aligned on, you know, because we have the same customers, we're 100% aligned on, on what doing what's best for them. So it's very easy for us to kind of just stick a, you know, a, th- a finger in the air and say, okay, what would be the best thing to do for our shared customers now? And to go and do that. We don't really have any, <laughs> any points of disagreement. Yeah. That's, that's nice to hear that. Like, I think that's one of the uh, reasons why you moved forward with this deal versus some of the other deals that were maybe on the table that were in numbers slightly better, but on the long run, like it wouldn't, be as good or it wouldn't feel as good as this convert kit uh, deal feels right uh, feels like right now yeah exactly and i mean you know taking money i know this i, I learned this the, the very painful and hard way the first time around with a different startup you know you can get rid of employees you can get rid of customers you can even get rid of co-founders quite often but you really can't get rid of investors so it's um, yeah we you know we we wanted to be very careful about that we didn't really need you know, the money, it wasn't about mm-hmm. the money. It was about having a partner who we, we trust and who we know will work better with. And with us being, you know, partnered up together, we are, you know, more than the sum of our two halves. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it just seemed like a, a natural fit really. Yeah. Exciting times ahead then. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully exciting times, uh, not a lot of time for holiday, but yeah, exciting times for sure. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's kind of the, <laughs> the, the Louis segment over and done with. I'd love to hear what you're struggling with at the moment, what you're going through and, and you know, what the, the week ahead looks like as well. Yeah. So currently what I'm struggling with and something that I've kind of hinted to at the beginning is client project balance. And if people listening to this episode are familiar with the vlog or the video series that I did with Amy and Alex, the changing gears, they know that this has been an issue for the longest time. And yeah, now with three big clients that I'm working with and this 
video series, uh, video course relaunch that I'm also trying to, trying to do. It's been quite hectic. So right now, like I mentioned, I'm trying to finalize the contract and hopefully delegate some work to the contractors so I can free up some of my time for the science of Facebook relaunch. So I'm really excited about the email series that I'm going to be doing with the science of Facebook ads. So that's, that's been, that's been exciting. But like I said, just uh, in the next, in the next week, I'm going to try and find that balance. One of the, one of the things that um, kind of, I always remember, I read that somewhere a couple of years ago and it was about like, if, if you do client work and you also do projects on the side, you have to sometimes treat yourself as your own client. So for example, like schedule time in your calendar to do those projects. So in my case, schedule time in my calendar to write the new sales emails for the science of Facebook ads. So I have to listen to that advice more and uh, hopefully make a little bit of progress next week. Yeah. Do you, have you, have you taken that to heart then? Have you started scheduling in time, you know, you mornings know, and afternoons? Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. So I always schedule it in my calendar, but then something else arises. For example, it, like this perfect example, what just happened earlier, I had a scheduled time for the science of Facebook ads to write a sales email sequence. And then I found out that a couple of our client, uh, our ad, Facebook ads that were running for our, client, our clients have been rejected after multiple reviews. And I know that this is Facebook's fault. They are having some sort of technical issues this week. So I've been in contact with their support probably 10 times already. So today it was the 11th time where I tried to get in contact with some people over at Facebook and that took just a large chunk of my time. So I, again, just put the science of Facebook ads aside and focused on the client work because it was urgent. And I do that all the time. So I have to somehow just cement time for the science of Facebook ads and put it aside and say, you know what? I'm not doing anything else. I'm just writing the emails. So it's not about scheduling it in my calendar, but really following through with that schedule. Yeah, I, I could totally get that. Being strict with yourself uh, about almost as if you're your own client. Yeah, that makes that makes yeah. a lot of sense. I like that, that opinion. Obviously, creating a course takes, it's very draining on kind of your on your oh, brain right like you have to think yes. really hard when you're doing it it's creative work it's you can only do a bit of that every day but also mm -hmm. for your clients I imagine a lot of the stuff you're doing is very similar how do you how do you deal with that because I always when I was doing the same thing when I was creating a, a course and also doing some some consulting client work I always felt kind of guilty if I would you know my, my best time is is the mornings and that's when I'm I'm clever in the mornings I'm clever and in the afternoon I do emails and stuff like that uh, so I always felt really guilty if I scheduled kind of course time in the morning because it meant that probably the consulting yeah. clients weren't really getting the best version of Louis in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I'm actually very similar in that aspect. That's why I typically have scheduled days for my clients. For example, the whole of Tuesday and whole Thursday is just client work. And then I have a couple of like time slots during the week where I, during actually Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when I also do client work. So I think 
Friday, most like most of the day is just, <laughs> well, in theory, reserved for the science of Facebook ads and my educational products and, you know, working on that. So yeah, I try, like, I just try to maybe separate the days between uh, client work and my project work. So I don't, yeah, so I like don't like I use up all of my like good creative time for my clients on Tuesdays and then good creative time for my projects on Fridays. Cool. I, I like that approach. And can you maybe, yeah. I don't know if this would, this would help as, as a suggestion, but can you kind of let, let's say that Monday morning's day that you want to spend on the course, could you maybe just, you know, kind of block your emails or not check your emails, not check your phone for that time? I'm just, I'm just horrible. At that. So yeah, I, I, I noticed that if I um, like turn off my notifications and turn off my phone, I'm extremely focused and I don't do that um, as often as I would like. So thank you for reminding me. <laughs> I'm going to do that more often. <laughs> I have the same problem. I'm, you know, I'll sit down to work on my course and within 10 seconds, I'm answering customer support for spark loop or I'm on Twitter arguing with someone who knows nothing about what they're talking about and you know if someone's wrong on the internet then I have to go and point it out obviously so yeah basically wasting my time and doing anything I can not to be yeah, focused yeah. so I've yeah. always wondered I think it was it may be I think it was Ben Orenstein was talking about doing this basically setting up like a like a shared zoom call where you know for example from from eight till ten in the morning where basically you turn up you put your video on and you you share your screen maybe even and you, you just sit there and work on the thing you said you're going to work on. And you have other people there who are also doing the same. And ideally someone who kind of moderates and jumps in and says, hey, you know, you're supposed to be working on that thing. Stop looking at Twitter. Stop looking at uh, whatever it is. Emails. Uh, so you have you have like a productivity police officer that's just <laughs> like worrying and say, hey, you're not productive. Go back to work. Exactly. Like a teacher, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that. I like that approach actually. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I should probably try it because I, I instinctively hate the idea. So I think that's, I probably oh, hate too. it because yeah. I probably hate it because I know it would work. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's definitely interesting. It's like, I'm thinking maybe like maybe this is something I would not try, but it sounds interesting in theory. Like I I can see the point. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I you know I notice a lot of when I do coaching for for sales for founders when I coach founders on sales, uh, a lot of the time they they're quite far ahead and they they don't necessarily even need that much help. They just you know they're solo founders and they really like the idea of having someone there who's gonna kind of shout at them on a Monday morning if they haven't done what they said they were going to do. Like someone mm -hmm. they're paying to be, to be disappointed if they don't do what they said they yeah. would for the accountability. So yeah. 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 Nice. So just to, to finish things off, uh, I mentioned that what I'm going to wor be working on next week. So that's um, just trying to prioritize my, my projects a little bit more, but what is on your plate for the next week? Yeah, a difficult question. So oh. <laughs> it really depends. I have for Sparkloop, we want to create some some educational resources, almost like a, a free course for people to teach them the strategy behind setting up a successful email referral program. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I can get that done. The plan was to finish that this week uh, or by by this time next week. 
I doubt that's going to happen just because obviously with my co-founder being on holiday uh, and me doing eight hours of, of, of calls a day at the moment, I don't really have the time to do much else, but the, the goal was to, to get that done at least. That was the, yeah. the main thing for me. If I've managed to get even halfway through that by, by next call, then I will be, be very happy. Well, good luck. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Have you? Can you commit to a, uh, do you want to commit publicly to, you know to, what? to a number yes. of modules or something like that? Emails yes. finished? So, yes. So what I want to do is one thing that I want to finish by next week is I'm creating, I want to write the first email for the relaunch. And that email is going to be a little bit special because I was thinking about how to get this sequence off to a good start and kind of make the audience realize that they don't really know a lot about Facebook ads, but in a good, like in a fun way and how to engage them a little bit more. And I decided to actually prepare a quiz, like test your knowledge of Facebook advertising. So I want to finish that by the end of, uh, well, actually by our next call. So yeah, absolutely. That's, that's my thing for the next week. Awesome. So next week after our, after a call next week, I can try that out and prove that I know absolutely nothing about Facebook ads for sure. I'm in. I can, yeah. Awesome. Well, have a great week. Yeah, you too. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This was The Sub Podcast. If you have any questions for us, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. You can find Louie at LouieNichols underscore, and you can reach out to me, Moitza, at Moitza Mars. Not sure how either of those are spelled out? We get that a lot. Just check our show notes for more. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to follow along and leave a review if you like our casual check-ins. Thank you for listening.